let's be real about turmoil. Yes, a lot of turmoil, a lot of lists, <laughs> a lot of chats. How many of us have them? <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get there, let's get Trevor to knock out his bets for the weekend. And I'm glad we're getting this out of the way because, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the bottom of the bowl when it comes to these bets. I spent, I've been researching since Wednesday just trying to find something. <laughs> <laughs> something uh when i say we reached the bottom of the barrel these games are slow like i i'm just not gonna kid you not uh but i do have one for each um and i do have a local bet that's a surprise um for you guys so let's just get it out of the way um for my college pick of the week i am looking at <clears throat> Excuse me. Looking at Ole Miss versus LSU, uh, it's around at two o'clock. Ole Miss is a nine and a half point favorite in this game. Um, LSU, of course, has not been on the right path since losing uh, their opener against UCLA to start the season. Of course, Ed Orgeron is not going to be returning as their head coach following this season. So LSU is is looking to hit the reset button. Um, coming off the season, of course, Ole Miss coming off the huge win at Neyland. Uh doesn't look bad, look like they're going to be turning back now. Uh, I think a touchdown in the field goal is is a pretty decent spot for Ole Miss to cover here at home. Uh, so give me Ole Miss uh, minus nine and a half there. And for my NFL pick of the week, which again scraping the bottom of the bowl, just trying to find something. Because all these games look kind of shaky. But the one that looked a little of the less shaky, give me Toops Carolina Panthers to cover the spread at uh, MetLife Stadium against the Giants there. Um, we all know who the Giants are at this point. I'm looking for Carolina to kind of get back on track, and this is that game. True, um, me too. <laughs> this is the game that I think that they, they need it. Because, yes, absolutely. They <laughs> absolutely need it. Let me very briefly check out the spread. Yeah, Carolina's favored by three. So get, give me give me Carolina to, to cover that uh, gotcha. easily there at MetLife. And for my local pick of the week, not much on the local side either. But, hey, basketball will make his debut here on the Tuna Contreras uh, segment. So give me the Grizzlies. Uh, they're a four-and-a-half underdog tonight uh against the clippers um i think a lot of people are underselling the grizzlies right now i know the clippers look pretty decent in their matchup against the warriors even though the warriors are the warriors let's just be real but um i expect this game to be just a tad bit closer i wouldn't be surprised if the grizzlies won outright um but yeah give me give me the grizz here to cover at, at this plus four and a half so that's uh, my picks of the week. Hopefully, we get a better slate of games next week to where I can have more than one pick. So, any questions, comments, suggestions? What's the uh, what's the over under for John Morant? Do you know? I know that's kind of random. I can look it up, but I was just curious. As far as point totals, yeah, for like uh, podcast wise. Cause boy, man, that damn Seth Curry. I ain't think he was gonna come out there blazing in the way that the Clippers guys was rolling. Uh, Jock can put up twenty five at least. All right, the over/under is set at 25, 24 and a half. I'm taking that. Bet. All right. Yeah. Say less. 
one game parlay sounds like it's about to happen. Right, that's me. perfect, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I remember it's matter of fact dealing with the Grizzlies. You know, we got a starting five podcast every Monday, so check us out. Starting five number five MEM, Grizzly Red Blues, every Monday, new episode. So y'all want to talk Grizzlies? Follow us over there. Uh before we move on, Savage has made his return. First time I seen him in what two months. Ben Simmons <laughs> Jr. Boy, you and your boy the same like a mug. <laughs> not because of back shit. That's what his reason is. He wasn't mentally prepared to uh yeah. the podcast. So, <laughs> that's what we're going to. You're bored. Ben Simmons 76 is who's bored? Who's more bored? <clears throat> Are both of them bored? I now one of them bored. What are your thoughts? Uh order two uh Skylar <laughs> Savage. She didn't trouble. My honestly think the person that's bored is freaking Dale Mori. I mean, you got to be either bored or a fool to want to keep on going through this after four years out <laughs> your word, out your mouth. I want to go through this for four years. Okay, well, you're gonna have everybody hate you, and and we just gonna be talking about Ben Simmons in this situation for the four years. So somebody bored. Savage may be bored, but you know, he he back now. So welcome back, brother. It's good to have another Ben Simmons uh, associate on this mother. Yeah, that, that's who bored. Daryl Moore, he bored. Um, I think it's the Philadelphia 76ers that are bored. I think I'm one of those people that I feel like. You know, if you want to, you know, figure out whose side you want to be on, whether that's Ben Simmons or the Philadelphia 76ers, you can make a case for both sides. I'm one of those people that the only reason why we're in this situation or the only reason why Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers are in this particular situation they are now is because Ben Simmons hasn't done what he was supposed to have done. And if you, I mean, again, I'm also one of those people that, I mean, Philadelphia, they gave him an extension for a reason. They gave him an extension thinking that you know that was probably going to put him at some form of ease for him to play better <clears throat> and he hasn't performed you know to the level of part of that of that contract that he was given but then also the philadelphia 76ers you know led by Darren moore led by doc rivers the organization itself they've also not done their part as to why this situation isn't resolved uh, but i think at the end of the day i think the philadelphia sickness philadelphia 76ers are more bored because I'm pretty sure they've had some form of a trade offer that's at least acceptable for this situation to be over with. Mm -hmm. And because I'm pretty sure at some point, Derek Moore got greedy, the Philadelphia 76ers overvalue what Ben Simmons, you know, what his worth is. That's the other reason why this particular situation is going forward. Too, I totally, I call BS on what Derek Moore said. He is not Come willing on, to dog. let this go out for another four years. Because the reason, the other reason I, I feel the way is because he won't be there for another four years. I promise you, he will not be there in the next four years. I give him another year at max, um, because what he hey, with has done with the team, like what the Philadelphia Sixers look like now versus what they did when he got there, it's actually much worse. <laughs> so a lot of this is on him too. But I think it, it, it's it's the 76ers for them not valuing what Ben Simmons is worth and have moved on him at this particular point. But look, if that deal for Ben for uh, for Buddy Hill and De'Aaron Fox was on the table and they didn't pull that, Sixers fans need to be calling for Daryl Morey head right now. And to your point, Lito, what you just said, uh, I mean, he had an MVP with James Harden. They didn't know how much he was worth. So how much you think he figures Ben Simmons is worth? So yeah, yeah, I, I know where I stand, man. It's it's the organization. This organization been been in 
a dumpster fire for a very long time, even dating back to uh, Sam Hinkie being the GM. With trust the process, it's the same organization that drafted like three centers. Uh, who they have? Uh, Jaleel Okafor, yep. MB, <laughs> Noel, and then, and then have Ben Simmons, then Markel folks. Like, come on, this organization, this is an inept organization, y'all. It's been that way for a very long time, and I don't think Ben thinks like this, but I think I, I would hope he's like, Look, there's too much stuff going on here. I'm just gonna get out, I'm gonna get out quietly as I can. I'm not gonna bother anybody. Trade me, I don't care where you trade me, just trade me somewhere. And Philly is being stubborn, you know. Uh, Daryl Morey, that's you no know, Toots guy, <laughs> but Daryl Morey is hey, being just, hey, he's, chill. <laughs> he's he's being a, like a stupid GM right now. And this is the same thing that happened in Houston, and we saw what happened in Houston's wake when Daryl Morey would not act right with James Harden. There was a lot of BS going on. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna blame the organization, and I feel like you're gonna see bits and pieces of that kind of unfold this this season. Yeah, so the question is about, you know, whether or not who's bored. So I'm definitely going to give it to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, in 2019, you signed them to a five-year contract. Um, and that contract has, gentlemen, no player option and no team option. So he's locked in with them for, to Tube's point, the remainder of this contract. Um, and so the Kings definitely had enough talent to trade for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not. Um, even the caliber of James Harden, he is not an MVP candidate. Um, and so I know you're looking for a, what do you say, a trade value of the same sort of someone that's a transcendental talent, so to speak. Um, guess what? You're not going to get it uh, for Ben Simmons. It's just not going to happen. And, and that's unfortunate. And that blame, a lot of it goes to Ben. And I'm going to give a, a great percentage, about 20 to 30% as well, goes to Nate McMillan and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, because we watched a series where Ben Simmons shrunk and there was no other basketball to really watch, right? Because there's only four, well, eight teams playing at the time, so four games playing. So on national TV, Ben Simmons' stock just did this, game after game. And when it got to the fourth quarter, it got to that. And so now you don't have that that value that you're looking for. You just need to trade for what you can. I don't know if they would have gave up uh, Fox – and healed um but i definitely would have got buddy um and some other guard for sure um for that contract and for those purposes there's no way that there's nothing on the table that's comparable to that but again to me ben simmons if he even goes to the west he's not even part of the all-star team at all uh, we don't even count those votes um and he shouldn't even be a one even if he comes back to the east at all Yeah, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast with the Philadelphia 76ers. They didn't realize what they had with Joel Embiid until it was too late. Realized that Joel Embiid was 100% healthy and he was actually that dude. At that point, they had drafted Ben Simmons. And the longer this goes out, the worse the Sixers are going to look. Well, it's not much worse that they can look that they've looked for the past few years at this point. Um. Definitely the organization is bored, and I, I stand on my point about Daryl Morey that I said in the group meet with you guys. He's not what everybody's making him out to be. The only reason he's highly regarded that he that as he is is because Clay Bennett, the owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder, did not want to give James Harden an extra $5 million. That is the only reason why Daryl Morey is, is regarded as he's been. 
I've went and checked Daryl Moy's track record from his time in Houston. There is nothing that probably moves the needle. Maybe getting Chris Paul after basically shipping off all your young talent to L.A., basically building the Clippers. So you've basically just been salary dumping and building all of these other teams while shooting your own teams in the shooting your own team in the foot. So, but um, as much as I give flack to Ben Simmons uh, for his lack of for his lack of ability to hit a jump shot or whatever, I'm pretty much proud of him on how he's handled this. So at this point, just stay quiet, man. Just figure out a way to get up out of here. We know this is not going to take four years. Uh, at some point, a deal is going a deal is going to get done. I'm surprised they didn't pull the trigger on that Sacramento deal. And I think it's because Maury got greedy and was trying to ask for three firsts. Why are you asking for three firsts in this situation? Like, that's you basically trying to get a superstar and stay in the lottery, which because he's on, incompetent. He's incompetent. And he's been incompetent for pretty much since he's been a GM. And I always say this when you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that's what Daryl Morey thinks. That's his whole mentality and mindset. Like, I'm the smartest person in this room. No one in here is better than, better than me. But, again, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that's how this whole thing has been. Mm, great points. Great points. Me personally, I think all sides are bored. But Philadelphia, I'm more bored. And it's because this dates back to who else? My guy Jimmy Buckets. Yep. They should have kept him over Ben Simmons, but they decided to cave to Ben Simmons and uh get rid of Jimmy. To y'all benefit, Miami. (laughs) (laughs) No, right. Miami's benefit. Miami went to the finals. They all forced to make a I think Trump was saying years ago, like trade one or the other, either Embiid or trade Simmons. We're like, yeah, you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. They made their mind up though and picked uh Ben Simmons. I was like free Joel and B because y'all don't deserve yeah. it. But <laughs> speaking of Joel and B, how bored y'all think he was to rate that great speech that he gave yesterday after they lost? Yeah, that's was exactly that's the that's the one point I wanted to add to that. Because again, when you do things that when you're bored, you do things that you probably <laughs> normally wouldn't do or shouldn't do. And the start pressing all the wrong buttons in this situation, like just stop answering any and all questions and just pay him to go home. Yes. Like, th- we, like we, this should be done. Like, if you, if he, he clearly has expressed to you that he does not want to be there, Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers have both publicly come out and said that they aren't big, the biggest fans of him. They don't want to babysit him, mm-hmm. or they don't think he's the point guard that they think that, that he thinks that they should be, or he should be. Pay the man to go home. And then when you go up there to the podium, whatever, to answer questions about that, I'm not answering questions about it. But because they're bored, clearly they win that they win this particular argument. They have they look desperate by having Joel and B go out there and say yeah. exactly what he said two days ago yeah. after coming out the week before saying that you know we aren't here yeah. to babysit him. But why why would, why why Joel and B they're brothers now? So why wouldn't they ask their brother to go, you know, let the fans know that they got that's all a ploy, bro. What's crazy about all this, y'all, is the fact that if it's the other way around. Like, so John Wall, for example, last year, they told John Wall, go home. Like, don't even come back. When, when the team wants to do it, it's fine. When the player wants to do it, it's a problem. That's why I don't like about the situation. I'm like, Ben, yeah. he's not, he not, he not doing Terrell Owens. He's not doing – he's not even doing Carson Wentz. He's just like, look, I don't want to be here. Can y'all please <laughs> trade me? Simple as that. Like, all right, bet. Go home. We'll figure something out. We'll get something for you. If you don't want to be here, let's get something for you anyway. 
and just figure it out. Like I don't, I don't get it. It's stupid. It's inept. That's <laughs> still uh, messed up. Had in mind, it's like go in and do his drill. Nah. I got a call. Yeah, I'm gonna say, if anything, Ben Simmons he needs to be mentioned next on like on the troll and all because he was definitely trolling that bro. <laughs> he was. And the phone, because maybe the fact that his phone I'm was sorry. in his pocket, it was visible when he was practicing. Like <laughs> some people, if you want, if you don't like, if you have it in your pocket, nobody would know. That jump was visible. He was extremely hey, you gotta be bored and was trolling. To have your, your, your phone in your pocket while you hooping. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, you know, oh, People don't even do that in pickup games. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not even when you play at 21, your phone is in your pocket. Mm-mm. Crazy. Well, I got another your board before we move on. Uh, it was a comment from last week in our podcast oh. show last week. Mr. Kill all black people. I hope they all burn in hell. So I uh, I reported him. So I don't the message doesn't show anymore. Uh, remember seeing the comment? It wasn't really nothing he really said. It was like a bunch of letters. But his title, his name says, "Oh, burn your board." Hey man, <laughs> we addressed them last week, so it, we can. Your board, bro. I mean, I wasn't on. Last we we week, can so, keep yeah. moving. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, can, I, I have a new rule for myself, man. I'm not. I'm gonna make. I'm. I'm gonna pin this tweet. I'm not responding to tweets or messages that I just don't need to expand my energy on. I'm just not doing that anymore. Like I'm. I'm not doing. So that. So basically, your stance on DeAndre Aiden. I got time for DeAndre Aiden. After seeing my <laughs> 20, 40 points, ten rebounds, five threes. I pay for that. If I pay for DeAndre Aiden, but I'm not responding to anybody that comes in my mission. You don't have a profile picture. <laughs> exactly. That's me, Savage. I don't know why you do it, man. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes okay. I'll be bored, man. If your if, uh, if your Twitter handle has numbers in it, more than two numbers, hey, it's just OGs. a few remember, letters and a few numbers to... and no profile pic. No, come on now. Remember they used to do the egg for the profile pic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, if you got an egg, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep me on the basketball court with the NBA top 75. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, okay, okay cool. You pulled it up because I definitely didn't want to read 75 names, but we really got to talk about this. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we got to, bro. We're a sports podcast. Um, I know. So, I know. <laughs> this, 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 All right, Trevor. I'm sorry, Trevor. Outside of when we tro- trolling and talking about food, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh, <laughs> again, a subjective list came out the NBA's top 75. It has many basketball fans in the uproar. Uh, of course, if you're watching on your platform, you can see the screen. If not, go Google the platform. Uh, go Google the team. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, what were you most, ha- what name were you most happy about to see on this list? And of course, what name are you most disappointed with? And I'll go ahead and start off. Um, I was most happy to see Allen Iverson. Um, in this media age where you got to win a championship, of course, he didn't win a championship, but to me, um, Allen Iverson, he was my first favorite player of the game, and he's the most uh, cultural, um, you know, most influential, I'm sorry, most influential of the game. So to still acknowledge him and what he's done in the game of basketball to me is is, is huge. So uh, big ups to Allen Iverson. Yes, you do need to be working in the Philadelphia front office because they don't know what the hell they're doing. But that's neither here nor there. Again, uh, the, most, uh, the name I'm most disappointed by is Clay Thompson. Of course, uh, watching the Warriors over the season, like this is the second greatest shooter, could be the 
best shooter of all time if he they weren't playing uh, with the best shooter of all time. But you got a guy who's you know, a three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA player, three-time champion, you know, holds the records for three-pointers made in a game and uh, in, in a quarter as well with 30, uh, 37 points in a quarter. Like, that's unheard of. And then you come out and put up 60 points in less than 30 minutes, only with 11 dribbles. Like, how is that not a top in anything that you do? Like, so I think that's a big name that I'm disappointed about. Um, so we can just go down the list, Shark, Lido, Sav, um, Sheedy, and then Trev. Okay, so most, I guess Melo is the one I look at that I'm more, what's the, what's the Pacific term of what we was most what excited? What you're uh, most excited to see. Yeah, I, I'd say Melo because I could have saw him easily not making it. Not, I ain't going to say easily not making it, but I could have saw a case. I, I could have saw him potentially not making yeah, it. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it was like, okay, I'm glad they gave him his, his respect. The most disappointing and most egregious, in my opinion, is Dwight Howard. That, that was, he was second. He was that's second beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Brett won like three, four defensive players, player of the years. He was the best him in the league for like 10 years. And he's still playing now. Like, they, it's like you could tell they kept off some players who had like a some type of – drama around him and yeah do i have it you know everything that happened with Orlando out of that but yeah that's egregious he should be on this list that that's beautiful i ain't i don't know who they should take off but somebody should be taking off of him that's just mine being um for me the person that i'm not gonna i'm a little surprised that they were on there is Dirk Nowitzki Dirk Nowitzki a lot of times in my opinion gets um overlooked or not mentioned enough for what he did in his career especially the longevity um and how well he kept the dallas team like competing at a high level i think he was a 14 nba all um, all-star and i think the only reason he got on there personal opinion is i'm glad that he did win that ring against the miami Heat several years back i think per se if he doesn't win that ring maybe he's not on this list maybe he's not listed um as a top 75 player of all time so uh i'm just a little surprised that he was on here um sharky my my the biggest egregious one is Dwight Howard, but I think Vince Carter also has a, I think he also has a say so too. And this, I think eight time all-star, one of the best dunkers of all time, like people will forever, you know, look at his YouTube videos and be like, dang, like he was dunking in the game like that. Like his, his all-star, like his dunk um, appearances were like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like, especially like as long as he plays, I think he played over 20 years, I think something like that or close to it. So like, that that alone, I think, is worth him at least having more consideration for somebody that that missed that on this list. So, um, who I'm happiest about on this list, uh, Took mentioned Alan Iverson. I I, I shout him out. Um, I'm also happy. And I know she'll be mad at me, but I'm happy about Steve Nash being there because uh, I feel like Nash was a part of one of the greatest offenses that we've seen. Uh, with the with Phoenix, uh, but also I mean he he ran to to the ladies and the Spurs a lot in the playoffs, so yeah, give him some kind of credit for having to deal with those teams. <clears throat> and uh, David Stern, and David Stern, and David Stern with the suspending <laughs> teams, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I like it. It gave him some credit. You know, some debate about the MVPs, but today and today for that. Uh, what I'm disappointed, I'm not disappointed in a player per se, but the process, the the subjective nature of the list, because I feel like. We included some role players on some specific championship teams. Uh, name pops out to me is Dennis Rodman, who is is no doubt one of the greatest players of all time. You know, rebounding defense, 
But I'm like, if we're doing it for one end of the court, can we not do it for the other end with Clay Thompson? I mean, you can ask anybody about shooters. <laughs> They're going to say Clay Thompson is like the deadliest shooter. Man scored 60 some points with like 10 dribbles. Like, come on. <laughs> and we know this for a fact in, in the way that the, that the Warriors just kind of fell apart last year. And that was with Steph, you know. So, Clay, I think is you, you can't write basketball history without Clay Thompson. I don't, I don't think you can do that. So, I feel like he needed to be added. I won't get into Dwight Howard because that speaks for itself. I don't understand how he was not included um, when he literally helped carry the Magic to the finals. They beat LeBron James uh, on the way there. They only, they only took one game. That was a buzzer beater uh, in Cleveland in game two. So, that's egregious. Uh, I won't get into other players. I'm sure that Trevor will get into his player, but – I'm gonna say that the subjective nature was disappointing for me because of because of some of the a lot of these players are are your top players. I'm trying to find any other like role player, like Robert Paris is a role player, uh Kevin McHale arguably is a role player. So it's kind of like, and eh, if y'all gonna do that, then you gotta add Clay Thompson in there too. So yeah. All right, so let, let me let me say this before you go, Shitty. Um, so the list was they didn't uh take away anybody from the top 50 players. So they just okay. added pretty much essentially 25. I definitely get your point, but just wanted to throw that out for the listener who didn't know was that. Was Ryman on the original 50 list? I thought he was. He was I don't think he was. I think him, Dominique Wilkins. I don't think Wilkins Dominique Wilkins went on there. No, nah, he went on the original. I don't think this Robin was either. Okay. Oh, so they and, did and, add some people. And to that end, that's crazy to add them to the list then. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of that's interesting. It's know. interesting, but I, what I think is now is like they're going to figure out where they messed up with this list and then I guess add them on to the next 25 plus whoever else may play uh, within you know um, the 100-year list or something like that so they have like a top okay. 100. Uh, so I think that's how they're doing it because they did mess up with Wilkins and he's on there and then Robin, they messed up with him and he was a fan favorite. So I think Yeah, Robin, Robin wasn't on the NBA 50. So yeah. yeah. There okay. you go. Yeah, so, um, Savage, thank you so much for coming back to the show this week because you just gave me the perfect segue for players that I think got snubbed. Um, you mentioned Robert Parrish, and the one thing we know about Robert Parrish, um, besides that he played for the Celtics, we said he played a long gravity for seasons, right? He played something like 20-plus seasons. There's another player that played 20-plus seasons that got snubbed off this list that, to us, was better and more talented than Robert Parrish, and that's Vincent Carter. Um, Vince Carter was one game away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals against those Lakers and, you know, beating the Allen Iverson and the 76ers. Vince Carter also transcended his talent. He wasn't just a dunker. He became a three-point shooter. Like, his talent, I wouldn't say evolved, he just transcended his talent to something else to make him more productive and just as productive as he was in the beginning of his seasons as it was towards the latter part of his seasons. So to me, the biggest snub, um, you know, you got the Dwight Howard, Vince Carter. I know we'll talk about uh, Tracy, his cousin as well. Um, but Vince Carter, I'm not really mad at Steve Nash uh, making this as honestly, uh, Savage. I think it is it's needed and doable. Um, the person that I am most excited about on this list that I do not talk enough about and we never talk enough about um, is the doctor himself, Julius Irving. Um, Julius Irving, when you look back at what he did with that, with the true 76ers team uh, back in the day, he carried them in the East against Robert Parrish and those Celtics with Kevin McHale and um, Larry Bird. He whooped up on the Lakers as well on his way to getting his only ring that he was able to get. But also every year he was in, whether it was the ABA or the NBA, he was in the playoffs. There's no discussion about that. Um, and let me just read you this quick stat about him real quick, and I'll pass it on. 
He's one of seven players to record 1,300 steals and 1,300 block shots. Only other players on Damn. there are Kevin Garnett, Bobby Jones, I'm not talking the gospel, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Big Clifford Robinson, and Ben Wallace. So Dr. Julius Irvin, who doesn't get enough credit for what he's done, definitely deserves to be on this list and should never be erased off any list moving forward. I'm gonna try my hardest not to get emotional here. So y'all just gonna have to bear with me. I got your back, bro. I got your back. I got your <laughs> um, back. But one of the guys that I am excited about to see on this list, and I'm surprised that he even took this long because he should have been on the NBA 50. And that's Dominique Wilkins. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, of course, one of the most prolific scorers in the game practically ever. Probably the reason the six of us even know about the Atlanta Hawks franchise. I mean, let's just be honest. Who remembers? Who was his teammate and who was a superstar? Dominique (laughs) Wilkins. Uh, Thank you. Back to my point. Because nobody remembers Pistol Pete when he was playing there. Nobody remembers Bob Pettit when he was playing there. So Neek was the one who put the Hawks on the map for the six of us. So, um, of course, shout out to him. Again, he should have been on the 50 list. But the biggest snub, obviously, 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 (laughs) obviously should have been on this list. Like, his seven year, seven or eight year stretch that he had, two time scoring champion. He was at least on the all NBA second team, most improved player in 2001. That seven or eight year stretch that Tracy McGrady had is better than most of these folks' careers that is on this list. Um, but I have to take some people off and put uh Tracy on there first. First and foremost, Dame comes off this list. I'm just going to be just honest because what have you honestly have done in the league? I mean, you have a rookie of the year. You have your big-time playoff moments, but you only have one conference finals. Yeah, you can say the same thing about Tracy, but everything else, Tracy has done better. Like, all NBA, like I said, all-NBA first team, all, at least all-NBA second team, most fruit player, two-time scoring champ, things of that nature. Um, another guy that I would probably look to take off is Bill Walton. I mean, yeah, Bill Walton has been was great in his heyday with the uh Portland Trailblazers, but let's be real, he was sidelined a lot with a broken foot and was on the bench on a stacked Celtics team, which half of that Celtics team is probably is on this list with Mikhail, Parrish, Bird, you name it. So that's another guy um that you can possibly take off. And then lastly, of course, I'll give my shout out to Dwight Howard who I'm surprised who definitely should be on this list. And as much as I love Reggie, I would take him out too and put Clay Thompson. I'm just gonna be <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, but yeah, in the end, I guess they got it right. But like I said on Twitter, hopefully in when I'm 57 and they do the all uh, NBA 100, if there's a 100 team, they finally reward Tracy and stop disrespecting them. So that's that's straight the- up. But I think the other thing that they need to do too is I think either um, either Tuka or Chavez said this, but they have fifty players on here who were part of the the the, first, the top fifty, and they and they stayed on this list. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to those yeah. that come behind them because then, like at the end of the day, there's I'm not gonna call out anybody, but there's people on whose list you like. Who was that? 
They played when? They played with who? And I get that you have to respect the grace that came before you. But at, at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure that there are some people on who's li- on this list that didn't play with the with the competitiveness that came with everybody else that's on this list. Like, like who did Bill Sarman play against? Like, who did, you know, like, there are some people here, like, who did they play against? Like, that's the thing. I think they just need to, when they go back and do that list, they need to put all playing cards on the table and say, okay, let's play fair. You know, is such and such, you know, worthy of being on this list? Granted, they were on the top 50, but are they really worth being in the top 100 now, and now that we've had this amount of players that's come back behind them? That's, I think they need to be fair when they do that. I really hope they do that for the top 100. Like, if you were able to be acknowledged for the top 50 years for the NBA, mm-hmm. let's say, like, somebody like, who is it, the Dolph, Dolph Shays? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, come on, man. Your jump shot, your jump shot, slower than Kyle Anderson. He was making no jobs, bro. He was making them. Yeah. Hey, he was making them, though. <laughs> he was I, if it was young Dolph, I wouldn't have an issue with it. <laughs> 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 That's no, what I'm saying. I got it, hey. But no, man. Okay, like, we can end the show. Like him, <laughs> like guys like him, like he should not be in the top 100. And I get like giving respect to the people that came before our time. But damn it, he was before before BC. Damn it, <laughs> or something like that. Like a lot but, of these, uh, a lot of these older guys that either played with or against Bill Russell. Let's just be honest. So at right. a, a lead that was dominated by him and Wilt for the most part, they were either teammates of theirs or opponents. So let's just let's just be. Right. Who is Dave Bing? I don't think I know about Bing gets the uh the internet uh search thing. Right. He probably started it. <laughs> he probably started it. I've heard Dave <laughs> Bing. I'm trying, I'm trying to look him up real quick. I think I heard of him. Oh, somebody yeah, he, else that, that didn't get included that tweeted this morning. Alex English. If y'all don't know that man, oh man, you talking about one of the most <laughs> look up that's one of the best yeah, scores of all I'm time. You one of the most prolific scores ever, man. Alex English was that dude. Bro, put up yeah, 25 a game in the NBA is hard. <laughs> it's, yes. it's hard. I'm you know, you want to know what is hard though? Averaging a triple double. So I'm happy they put Russ on this list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, nobody's done that. Regardless, regardless if if he was was or wasn't on there, but I'm glad I'm happy he's on there though. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm happy too because you you cannot write NBA history without including Russell Westbrook because of exactly. that reason. And that's why I feel like Kyrie should have been on because again, that shot against arguably the best team ever. Um, in the Golden State Warriors, you can't like you're never gonna forget about that shot. Like you knew where you mm-hmm. were when you saw that shot happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's, that's something that has to be accounted for in this process. Like with, with, with Dame, Dame got his moments, but were they ever of that high caliber? That's that's what my argument was for for, 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 for the Dame argument though. One could argue that his statistics are better in the season, and he's actually played a lot more games than than Kyrie. That's fair. And number one, and number one, one, like you said, strike number one option for since his rookie year. You know what I'm saying? And he had even NBA history. They only showed it. He wasn't number one option his rookie year. He was number two option in his rookie year. But yeah, I guess he still hit the uh, the shot though. Yeah, he still hit the bye bye. Yeah, but yeah, I wish uh, we can write history. Apparently, ESPN just showed the LeBron block and they showed Cleveland winning the championship after that. They don't ever show Kyrie shot. When they they show like rarely like, show Kyrie. <laughs> show, they show the block. That was a dagger. That's crazy. Like he got to yeah. hit the shot after the block. So you know, mm-hmm. hey, whatever. But man, that was uh, my really good convo. Like I said, any list you gonna argue any list? I mean, it's very subjective. Players from the fifties yep. and sixties. I mean, 
Hey, and now we can do it by day. Well, Kendrick Persian said they were driven like this. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he's talking about dying laughing. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That was hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh Scott, let's time for our week seven. Cool. We're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the train moving as we uh, as we go through the show. So of course the, the NFL week seven picks are here. Trevor has already alluded to the fact that they are you know, there's not that many good games this week. So, you know, maybe as we say that there are some upsets that's, that's going on this week, but we do have three games that we're going to all choose from. Um, so the first game that we're going to choose from is the Kansas City Chiefs, who have offensively played to the level that we all thought that they could play. But defensively, man, they are looking, <laughs> you know, preschoolish, if, if, if I can be nice about it. Uh, so that's the game. Again, they're going against the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Tennessee just came up with a really huge win um, against uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on this past week. Um, so those two teams are locking it up this week. Um, so in the order of let's go, Savage, welcome back to the show. Um, I'll go after Savage, then Sharky, then Toot, then Cheaty. Um, um, between the Chiefs and the Titans, who y'all got? All right, first of all, I ain't know Derrick Henry damn near got 800 yards rushing. Can I get mm-hmm. some of that on my team? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to go past that comment. Yeah, which who, team? Who is your team? Yeah. Which team? Ah, which team? Wow. The Raiders. Yeah, like five, the Raiders. Uh, Welcome back. The Raiders. You don't have five on this team. First of all. We already have. We have with the team. First of all, let me clarify my comments. First of all, I am a fan. Information change. I am a fan of those Philadelphia Eagles. I am employed by the Las Vegas Raiders, who happened to play this week. So I got conflict of interest going on this week. But we ain't here for that. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans because I feel like they have been disrespected for the entire season. Some partially, rightfully so. It's our fault. But, 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 but <laughs> I, I do think that this past week, the fact that Madden does not want to give Derrick Henry a 99 overall rating is yeah. disrespectful. And I feel like the Chiefs defense, I saw the Chiefs defense against the Eagles. We scored 30 points. I'd imagine Titans going to score 40. So give me the Titans in a high-scoring game. Man, that's almost exactly what I wanted to say. Um, I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. I th- honestly think first team to 40 is going to win because uh, I'm not sure exactly what Tennessee. I'm still, I still have my questions about Tennessee in their defense, or more so the back end yeah. uh, than the front end. Um, so it's that's that's not good. And uh, Savage just already talked about the Kansas City Chiefs defense who are giving up 30 to damn near everybody except the Washington football team. So um, because the Chiefs defense is bad, and I hate to do this because y'all know Patrick Mahomes is my guy. I'm going. You got a commandment, teams. don't you? Yeah, I have a no, commandment. That's not a commandment. No, it is not. No, right. the, commandment was, the commandment was amended after the Super Bowl. So <laughs> right, right. On, and it was bro. amended after terrible ass defense. How about that? So um, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans to win in a very close one. I'm going 45. Body. Damn! Oh. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, but I don't. Man, as I said, uh, Cleveland and uh, in the, the Chargers did it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I say it could happen. Well, that's Cleveland and the Chargers. That's, t- but anyway, um, as I said last week, when I went perfect and I uh picked the Titans to beat the Bills, um, it's getting cold outside, which means it's 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 Derrick Henry season. Ain't nobody finna be trying to hit Derrick Henry. And you already got a terrible Kansas City defense that can't stop a waterfall or a nosebleed. 
So <laughs> give me the Titans to, to take this one. Um, I'm not going to go as high as in the, in the 40s. I think it'll be something similar to the, the, the game against the Bills. It'll be in the 30s. I'll go along the lines of 35 to 31. It'll be it'll be close. It'll be close, but the Titans win. Man, y'all tripping, man. We better we play better as underdogs, man. We don't need y'all picking us. <laughs> oh, I picked you last uh, week, bro. Hey, last time we last time we played Chiefs in the regular season at home two years ago. I was at the game. We beat them. Similar to the score, Trevor said, thirty-five to thirty-two. So I do expect around their same range. I am. Uh, I wasn't on to explain my prediction last week, but the Titans do. The Titans do. We lose to the Jets and we beat the Bills. That's what we do every season. Last year we lost to the Bengals and we beat some other good teams. A couple years ago we lost to the Bills and when they weren't good, then we beat um, who beat the Cowboys on Monday Night Football and beat the Patriots. The same exact next week. I remember that. That's it's the win. That's how Let's Tighten Up got created based on the episode. Shout out to Savage. He said, Let's Tighten Up for this episode. We beat the Cowboys and Patriots back to back weeks when nobody expected us to win. And that's what I'm going with this week. We beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. They beat the Chiefs the following Sunday back to back weeks and nobody expected us to win. That's what we do. I don't know why. We play up to our competition and we play down to our competition. I wish we could be like the Bills and blow out the little opponents, but that's the life of a Titans fan for you. Can't all be great. Didn't we? I got a question. On that episode, didn't we all pick the Titans to beat the Cowboys on Monday Night Football? I think so. I believe we did. (laughs) But I picked them to beat the Patriots, and we blew them out. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Man, man, man. Y'all know I ain't doing too good in fantasy football in our league, but in the money league that I'm doing last week. I know, right? Hey, shut up. I'm finna come back. (laughs) That's the comeback season. Watch comeback season. But I say that to say in another league that I'm doing in the money league, I could have had the number one record right now. I was projected to beat my opponent by 30 points last week, and damn it, Derrick Henry got on that field and put up 35 <laughs> points, so I lost by three. So, Trevor, you called it right when you said it's getting cold outside. Give Henry the ball and, and just let him ride. Hey, <laughs> until proven otherwise, we're going to roll with Henry until, until proven otherwise. So give me, give me the Titans. Yeah. Bills beat the Chiefs, Titans beat the Bills, Titans play Chiefs, Titans beat Chiefs. Simple math. Derek Henry might have 180 of them things uh, come tomorrow, but I don't see this being any more than a tighten up. 6-0, that's a clean sweep, Cap. Well, that means the Titans are about to break the Russian record. He should break the Russian record tomorrow. Somebody, somebody can break this. Somebody he should break, break the he, he should break the single game rushing record tomorrow. What's the record? I don't know, like three hundred something or two hundred eighty something. And who had it? Andrew Pearson or Eric Dixon? Somebody got it. <laughs> Probably be. So we all picked the Titans. We gonna stay with that? Everybody stay with their picks? Yeah, all right. I mean, ESPN ain't gonna pick against them, so we all right. We'll <laughs> <laughs> right. move on to where things oh, yeah. are. Adrian, Adrian Peterson, my bad. Adrian Peterson, two hundred ninety six. Sheesh. Yeah. And three touchdowns against the Chargers in 2007. Hey, AP was different, man. I don't know yeah. what y'all saying. Before I move on, I, I don't care who your defensive coordinator could have been at the time. <laughs> Fire. 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 Yeah, you don't, you don't do no press conference. You you just leave your stuff at, at, your, at your desk. You, you gone. You leave your socks and your shoes right on the sideline, too. 
You walk <laughs> you don't take none of my stuff with you. 296, one play on the ground. Not, not, it, I mean, 296 on the air, you can yeah, but 296 on the ground, bro. It's it's a wrap. <laughs> also, a point I forgot to make Skyler when you mentioned our secondary, we got a lot of injuries. So our best corner out. Ricky just got put out, so we jerking it right there. But we finally got a motor. Uh, I'm about to curse. We finally got a guy dog on defensive line. I got that, <laughs> got God, <laughs> well, I tell you, it feels good to actually get pressure on the court for once, man. God, bro, bro came with hey, the shout out the bud. <laughs> oh, that's really, that was funny. Okay, so we're moving along where things have gotten a little bit interesting in the AFC North, and I'm not talking Baltimore, Pittsburgh, I'm not talking. You know, Baltimore and Cleveland, you know, I'll say that shade for another day. But the Cincinnati Bengals have performed well. Joe Burrow has looked everything of a number one pick. Jamar Chase has done really well as a number one, um, a number one receiver for them. So those two teams face off to um I guess to to, to take the lead in AOC North. Um so Baltimore is taking on Cincinnati. Who do you have winning? Um I saw Baltimore last week. It's all I need to see. So give me the Baltimore Ravens. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Cincinnati, y'all too young. Uh, them dudes in Baltimore, they look like Lamar Jackson, y'all. <laughs> he is completing passes. <laughs> like, it's scary. Like, I think he would get better with accuracy, but whatever they're doing in Baltimore, I don't know if it's, if it's that Omar music before the game. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Lamar coming. Omar coming. Lamar is coming. So give me the Baltimore Ravens. I like it. I like it. Um, gonna... Hold on. Hold on real quick. Let me make a t-shirt. Hold on. Come on, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with Baltimore as well. Um, I definitely got a – I gave Lamar Jackson his props at the beginning of the season saying he was definitely a top uh, top 10 quarterback. But what I did say at the beginning of the season was the fact that Baltimore's defense was not going to be good. Um, information has changed, and I, again, went away from one of those things that once hey, somebody shows you hey, who they are. To your credit, before yeah, last, week, kind of, before yeah, last yeah. week, they defense yeah. had look good. But to, to put on the, the performance that they did against uh, against Herbert at that particular time with, with that offense rolling at that time, that's – that's worthy of an apology on my end. So there's an apology to the Baltimore Ravens. There you go, Shitty. Um, there's an apology to the Baltimore Ravens and, you know, their ability to play defense when they need to. Um, and I think, you know, how long as they've done it, I think that's, you know, I think that's top 10 worthy no matter what year they, uh, what year it is. So I'm still going to go with Baltimore as good as um, Cincinnati has looked. That's offensively. Defensively, they've made some improvements, but not enough improvements to, to even stop or even think about stopping Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to go Baltimore on this one. Welcome to the AFC North, where teams that are supposed to handle business don't usually handle business and other teams <laughs> and they're just find the way to win when they have that 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 AFC North type of juice. Uh, and that juice falls on the Baltimore Ravens because for most of our season, they just found a way to win games and they've looked great. Um, I will be the one to Skyler's point when he was talking about the Ravens defense. I will be the one to apologize to Lamar Jackson, and I am happy to apologize to Lamar Jackson because Bruh's looking like a top five quarterback this year, and I couldn't be much, much happier. Um, the comeback against the Chiefs, the comeback against the Colts is all I needed to see. Um, Cincinnati is. They made the improvements they made on offense, but it's not moving the needle too much. They're just – they're still young. So, give me Baltimore to take this game. 
Yeah, man. I appreciate Lamar for their comeback against the Colts. He gave us the opportunity opportunity to wrap up the division this week when we play at Indianapolis. <laughs> so shout out to Lamar for that. Shout out to the Ravens. Hopefully we see them in the playoffs again because you know how the heated rivalry is between us and them. So give me the Ravens, and hopefully we'll see them in the playoffs and put them out again. Man, Lamar Jackson is completing 67% of his passes. Like, it's been mm-hmm. great to see. He They annihilated the Chargers, who I said was a good mm-hmm. team. You know, definitely. They annihilated them. Like, those boys are for real. And they may have just started a, a, a streak. You know, of course, any given, yeah, any given Sunday, anything can happen. But their next game is against the Bengals, Vikings, Dolphins, Bears, and then they come back and get the Browns. They can really go streaking, y'all, if they, you know, continue to play hard. So um, I'm going to say the streak will continue um, against the Bengals. I love to hear those flowers given to the Ravens. Thank y'all. Um, I also said at the beginning of the season that before the season began, I said that the Bengals are going to be a team that is going to force something to happen crazy in the AFC North. And here they are at three and one, right? Or four and one, four two, four two, four two, uh, right now. Um, but I think the Ravens are going to oversee them, and I think I'm calling the Bengals to win this game. Um, I'm not saying as if like the Bengals are going to go streaking. I think that the Ravens need to lose a game before they streak again. Um, and so with that being said, I think the Bengals can do it. I have faith in Joe Burrow. I have more faith in Jamar Chase, if you ask me. Um, and I just think that to a point that we've made before, like trap games, games that are kind of like overseen, I think the Bengals can pull it out. And plus, if I keep voting with y'all about the same dang on games, I ain't going to move nowhere. So give me the Bengals. Who they? I'm from Ohio. I never rep the Bengals. I never will. You got 24 hours from the Bengals. Let's do it. Hey, she did that. I said oh, be careful. I said be careful with that guy. I did that last week and try and catch up, and the Dolphins went out there and made y'all <laughs> <laughs> up on me. So I'm just here. I'm just there, so I don't get fined at this point. Yeah. My well, see, that's why I hate Ben Bushidi because exactly what he said makes sense. You, before you, before right. a team goes on the street, they have to lose that one game that you probably didn't expect them to 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 lose, and that's what that's what always has me. Absolutely. It'll, it'll, I mean, he, he has a point. I don't think I don't think they're gonna win, but I, that's what makes him. I, look, look. I've seen my happen. team go fifteen and one, so it's like I've seen teams go streaking. That so means y'all lost the game. That means you lost the game. Yeah, like our last <laughs> game. Yeah, we went like fourteen and something like that. Like our last <laughs> game. Y'all started out ten and zero. Y'all started out. Yeah, y'all started out ten and zero. Lost the game. Lost. And we're streaking the rest of the way. I think. To the Super well, that's okay. It won't be this year's Panthers. It won't be this year's Panthers team. We're moving on. Last game of the week that we're going to pick from um, is the Indianapolis Colts going against the the San Francisco 49ers. My parents are actually at this game. So, yeah, so maybe I'll watch the game and see if I can catch them on on a kiss cam or something. Never mind. But nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, go ahead and and tell us who's going to win. Um, I need the Colts to keep playing Carson Wentz. So give me, give me the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> give me the Colts for personal reasons. I don't care for any other reason. I need him to win this game. So 
<laughs> that's your yeah. point. Because if we were like, uh, if we got in the division this week, they might rest it, man. So they can <laughs> give y'all. I, 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 I need to be tight. I need to be tight, man. <laughs> First round picks, baby. Let's go. And that is exactly why he's rooting for like five different teams. That's yep. exactly why. <laughs> the Colts. Well, I'm rooting Dolphins. against the Colts. Rooting against the Dolphins. Rooting against the Dolphins. The Eagles, whatever. I don't care about the Eagles. Whatever yeah, happens. Root for the Raiders. And yeah, yeah. Well, I work for the Raiders. I told y'all that I work for them. It's different. Because I, I work so for the Bulls. He can't, he can't root for them technically. Exactly. What's the so what's the contract? I told y'all this. I, I am at will. I can leave when I want to. I can come back when I want to. I <laughs> live when we play the Chargers. I'm back again when they fire John Cruz. So sign the contract so it's real. You should mute uh, uh, Trevor's mic. Hit, hit send on the email. Hit send on the email. Yeah, because yeah, that, that, that was pity. Um, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. Um, that's not that that doesn't mean that much, but any the Colts secondary is extremely hurt. They have people in the in the secondary that's on IR that won't play, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think the the 49ers defense is still respectable, it's respectable at least up front, not that secondary. So uh, I'm going to go with San Francisco, San Francisco to win. Yeah, giving the 49ers as well, to Skyler's point, uh, Indianapolis is beat up in the secondary. San Francisco's defense is still pretty formidable, uh, at least with their front seven, as he mentioned. So, yeah, give me San Fran. Hey, I watched NFL Live yesterday, and I think Marcus Spears made this point. Good show, man. You no, know, the Colts, like, they, they got off two wins, right? And Carson Wentz has played well. But who did they beat? That man's like, they beat the Dolphins and they beat the Texans. <laughs> and we said that I thought about that at that point. I was like, they show like what did they? I mean, they, they had Baltimore on the road. Yeah, say, yeah, they did have the Ravens beat until all them injuries happened in the secondary, and they started putting out people. Do had the most craziest name. If I'm gonna find that giant in the second and say it, but that time was hilarious. I was like, you know, they losing the game after I saw their name. But <laughs> uh, for this game, of course, I want the Colts to lose, but I do believe the 49ers at home in San Fran. That's a tough like trip to take jimmy g is back and he read he doesn't lose much often when he does play so mm-hmm. i can see san francisco i can see san francisco to win but i think it's gonna be close i think carson wentz is playing much better he doesn't he's not making the same well he is making some of the same mistakes but not as much as often mm-hmm. <laughs> but give me the 49 let's uh the winning closer um give me the oh, goodness Give me the 49ers. I don't like the fact that Trey Lance ran for 16 times last season. Or not last season, last game. Um, 16 yards for 89. Uh, 16 times for 89 yards. But um, San Fran ain't won a home game yet. So, I mean, I'm winning the bet that mm. this will be their first time to win a home game. So, let me give me the 49ers. Hey, real quick, y'all. At what point, Kyle Shanahan, I'm like, mm, what's going on in San Francisco? I know you got a lot of injuries, but I feel like it happens every single year. Hey, maybe it's just me. I don't know. They, ain't, they need a strength and conditioning coach out there. Right. It's like year four. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Yeah, I don't even think it's necessarily him. Some of it is him, but I think it's just when you don't have a quarterback in this league, you don't have a chance. And Jimmy Garoppolo, since he's gotten him, has been hurt for the most part. And then last year, I think he did well, but his defense was like hella hurt. They had a bunch of people on our yeah, last year. Yeah, so offensively they were okay, but defensively yeah. they couldn't. They couldn't play a liquor defense. So and Jimmy G was out. A lot mm-hmm. of the year, he was in and out. And they had who oh, Nick Mullins came in there throwing pick sixes against the Eagles. They came they, mm-hmm. <laughs> that ugly game. <laughs> the game that I picked, that I trolled Sash with, and I told him, Yeah, win. <laughs> right. uh, before uh, right before she to go, I found the name that I was talking about the coach, uh, cornerback Bo Pete. 
keys. Bo Pete. Bo Pete keys. When I saw that Bo name, what? I see Bo Pete. That's his name. Bo, Bo, Bo Pete. Keys. B-O-P-E-T-E. Like Bo- Bo- like off of yeah. story. B-O-P-E-T-E. <laughs> Bo- that key, key, K-E-Y-E-S. That was his name, man. I saw that Bo- name. P-E-T-E. I said the right. I said Lamar Jackson I'm about to come back and win this game. <laughs> 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 I knew that. When I saw that. <laughs> Bo Pete, Lord have mercy. Close this out, Sheedy. I have no words. What? No words? Me? Um, give me the Colts. Um, and give me the Colts because I want a great matchup and a great next week eight pick between the Titans and the Colts. Um, so yeah, give me the Colts. And I like T.Y. Hilton, so I feel like he's going to do some damage against the 49ers at home. Um, and it's called like this. Cool. I got us on the board. Let's get it. So let's close out. We did the backwards order today. We're gonna close out real talk today instead of starting off. So no, we talked about fans before, so I didn't want any no point diving to the Tennessee Balls fans. Uh we already know crazy throwing mustard bottles and tennis or golf balls. Lane Kiffin, Marvin lit job with his troll. But that's why I want to get it because this uh injured player stuff is getting too ridiculous. That game lasted four and a half hours because every other play somebody was quote unquote hurt, leaving for one play and coming back in. Real talk, man. What what rule can college football can they make a rule? Because you don't never truly know if a player is hurt. Like, what rule can they make to offset that? Because that was ridiculous. I can't remember what guy said it on the call that was doing the call for that particular game, but I think he said something along the lines of if a player has to be if there's an injury timeout for whatever reason, then that player just needs to sit out for the rest of that for the rest of that drive. That drive. I think that, I think that's yeah. the only way that you can do that because like that was high level trolling, and that but that was also like unheard of, and that's not fair to people that are coming to pay to watch the game, people that are watching the game on television. Um, that's also not fair to the other team as well too. I mean, at some point you just you, you got to be fair and having your player sit because they or you guys are tired or or something like that. At the end of the day. Stop it. <laughs> I think that's the, like I, I hate when, when stuff like this happens. Like if you can't if your players can't keep up, then to have them stop the play, have them stop the drive and make a defensive stop instead of having people just like fall down because like we we can't keep up. Like I don't think that's fair. So the way to, to solve it, if, if I'm if I get hurt on a particular play, I'm out for the rest of the drive. I, I, I would agree. I would I would institute burning the timeout. Mm-hmm. It this it, it this one, it this one, one like if it's something serious to where, but I mean it, it's it'll be tough to measure. But I I would definitely right. just kind of risk just if it's something like as egregious as what's happened. And I find I find it ironic that it happens to the Vols a lot because Florida used to be known for doing this every single year in, in the matchup. So, um, I I just think if it's if it's gonna be this egregious like this, you you got to burn a timeout or something like you, you have to make them pay for something i mean it, it'll be tough to measure like what to, what uh caliber of injury do you burn the time out do you not burn the time out but just for the sake of it just make them burn the time out and so it'll, make, it'll, definitely, st- it'll definitely stop it so i mean i don't know so would you give teams more time out no because no, that wasn't no. the issue no no they're just no. 
Thank God. If you burn time out, you ain't faking no more injuries. Exactly. Okay. Because you're going to lose all your time out. So gotcha. you ain't faking okay. no more yeah. injuries. Okay. I think on, on my end, I would say they don't have to like specify. Well, it's confusing because I feel like it's a slippery slope if you decide to like take a player out the entire possession. Because like, what if your quarterback or, well, I guess it's more about the defense. What if like your best cornerback really gets hurt and it's not too hurt? And you want them to come back in, you know what I'm saying? So I think what they're gonna have to do is like somehow, some way, and I don't know how you're gonna do it by body part, but like if you get off on your own power, like you like you gotta have to figure something out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you get carted off, like okay, whatever. But if you yeah. if you get up and you jogging and running and you ready to go, like nah man, you can't be doing if that you thing. have a Charlie horse because you are dehydrated, you need to burn the timeout. <laughs> or something. They got they got to figure something out. Cause you got to do I, I something. I can't see them making yeah. a rule for it because the best players are not going to be on the field, and that's going to be kind of counterproductive to what they want to show on television. But they need to figure out something. Like if your player ain't carted off, you got to sit out for the drive. Like or, or yeah. something. I don't know. Or, or better yet, like if you really are injured, like get that man off the field. Like let's move. Get go. You, you got grass. Yeah, they go grab the man. Get them off the field. Pull them off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't like sit down, like because what kill me is when they go out to the sideline and before they get there they drop. Like, like no, nah. So, I ain't doing it. and I would preface this by saying Tennessee did do that one time as well. We had, I think, I, I know, he was actually hurt. Now he was actually hurt. Now, he was actually hurt <laughs> yeah, though, yeah, that but, guy was actually hurt. But, but he was trying to come off the field. But the coach mm-hmm. said, "No, nah, it's gonna go down, so we can just save time." Yeah. Uh-huh, so yeah. at least I know he was actually hurt because he actually right. did get hurt. Like, oh, this player is. You don't want it. I just tweeted say I'm not going to specify. I'm not going to say if I know a player hurt or not. I'm just going to leave it at that because I know. <laughs> it, literally, it was literally one play where a defensive lineman for Ole Miss was getting ready to line up in his three-point stands, and then he literally just laid down like he was hurt. <laughs> and it was the same players. They had like three or four players in rotation doing it. Yeah. Some bitch players. It's like, ah, you ain't nobody. It's just, just going to drop down. On it was field. players that, yeah, like, it's like, they, it did get ridiculous. So I was like, nah, they got to find something. I do like the hell so drive. You got to burn the timeout. Burn the timeout. I do like the – timeout or penalty. It has to be something. I do like to miss the whole draft thing because if, let's say, yeah. he was one of your legit players, like, right. he got missed yeah. the rest of that drive, that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea because I was about to say, like, just kind of implement, like, a time rule, you know what I'm saying, where they can't enter the game at a certain time. But I do like the the drive. Like, if you hurt, like, if you sit your butt down on the drive, you know what I'm saying? All right. So, and this, yeah, is, not, this is not just an old Miss issue. I'm not paying shit. This is not just an old Miss issue either. This just – it was so amplified in the game. But this has been a college football issue for years. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't – not correct my form, but the NFL, it's like um, one is either a timeout or it's a 10-second runoff, right, with injury. Right. Um, but you have to at least it out. I know you guys talk about a drive, but at least the next play, right? Um, mm-hmm. So who knows what's going on? So I think they, they do need to look into more like the NFL type of rule for that. Um, to you guys' point, like if you got to burn a timeout, then you know you know it's a pretty serious injury. But if it's not a real injury, then then oh Jimmy John gonna get his ass up and, and get off the sideline like he needs to, or else mm-hmm. he gonna get get a talking to as he should from his coach and coaches about it so uh but also i understand because it's not really the players doing this this is the coaches telling the players to do this which is actually the real shame of all of this as well how do you tell your players to lay down and not play a sport like i i don't i don't understand the mentality that you're trying to set with them that's not a smart and strategic move i get it 
they're moving the ball down the field really fast. You can't keep up. That's not the player's fault. That's the coach's fault for not having them strength and condition and ready to play the football game. The only if time you need I, to stop it, burn a timeout. Or make a <laughs> it's, it's, it's simple. Or play better defense. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like the only time that I would tell my and I mean this is a different sport. The only time I would tell my players to like hurt themselves, so to speak, is to take a charge. You know what I mean? Like in basketball, you take a charge, boom, now we're on the other side. I've been playing some offense, but like legitimately, this is really from the coach's standpoint. Um, this is disgusting to tell your players, hey, 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 go, go down, go down, go down. We need it. Instead of just coming up with a scheme to stop the other team, because you've already had a week to prepare and you're still not prepared. Within your week of preparing, you're telling me, hey, if I give you the sign, if I wink twice, I need you to say the hell down. That's stupid to me. Yeah. And I do feel like Carmen comes back around. I think Matt Corral is probably playing today but he was questionable he actually did get hurt later in the game i was like that's karma you fake all the injuries your, your actual best player actually gets hurt like it just uh, karma kind of comes back around but for what four hours and 45 minutes of game time now 20 minutes is because of the fans throwing stuff on the field so four hours of game time because of fake injuries nah bro like yeah that's beautiful and one more thing college football needs to change the targeting rule too i that, that is a rule um, that I, that targeting rule in college football is just <laughs> about as bad as the taunting penalty in the NFL. In the Both are trash. Yeah. Both are equally trash, and they need to change those like yesterday. Sorry, that has nothing to do with the Tennessee game. Oh, no, but fine. That, no, we get it. God, this is, are, this is a college football conversation. Yeah, this yeah. is a college football conversation. That also, uh, is terrible. I saw them timeouts Trevor was mentioning. You know, Lane Kiffin used three timeouts before we get the field goal for halftime. <laughs> and I think uh, somebody did it to Memphis a couple years ago. I think UCF or somebody, and we ended up missing the field goal after they called out three timeouts. But he could those timeouts could have went to those. Those timeouts could have went to those injuries. Tulsa? It's also yeah. UCF for, for mm-hmm. Memphis. Those timeouts could have went to those injuries. But yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Great episode. Uh, remember, like we're still live every Saturday morning. Ten Savage has made his return. <laughs> hey. I actually probably will get to record IDK on Sunday because I'll be at a hotel. I'll be without a baby. I can sleep. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> nice. 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 Cool. cool. All right. Anybody got anything else? I got one more question. Do y'all think that uh, Dwight Howard was mad at Anthony Davis last night because he made the list and not him? <laughs> no. Maybe. No. But should... <laughs> if I was, I think that's that's, that's heat of the moment during the game. I'm just curious. Phoenix is all over them. Nah, I don't think it had Hopefully they were fighting I know. About, I think it start playing defense. That's what they should have been fighting about. They both are terrible. Yeah. I know Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was a good one because uh, if they put his hands on me, we'll be jacking on the sideline. So he'll good one. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the white. <laughs> I ain't gonna fight. Yeah, I'm kind of You're not finna put your hands on me like that uh, in that match, and I'm trying to get up. Mm-mm. I don't care who you are. We about to throw hands. Exactly. Steve A. You're Steve A. Talking about Dwight, better be careful. You'll be out this league. I don't listen to Steve Hey man. All right, man. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. Adios.